Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. My twin brother and I are honored to have our next guest join us. I want to welcome Steve Cannon to our program. Steve Cannon and I go back, or shall I say Steve Cannon and the two of us go back many, many years. Dan and I first met Steve in 1993 when we were students at Howard University. Before we get into why we wanted to invite Steve onto the program, let me share a little bit about who Steve is. Steve's been married for 35 years. He has three adult children, incredible children. It was amazing watching them grow up. And he also serves as an elder in a church in Indianapolis, Indiana, the Rice Church there. He is also an author, a speaker, and, and overall just an incredible, incredible man, a great friend, and we're honored to have Steve on. Steve, welcome to our program. Man, guys, it's so good to see you guys, man, and and uh, thank you so much for uh, for the introduction. And I'm just excited to uh, to be here with you guys, and and it's just so good to see you guys. I mean, it's, <laughs> it was like I haven't seen you guys for ages, and uh, but thanks for uh, thanks for welcoming me on. This is Danny, and as Davis said uh, earlier, from time to time, as we time in, one of us will say who we are, just to make sure that the audience knows the difference between David and myself. As always, if you did not hear who is saying who is who, just listen to the voice. And the one that sounds more polished and eloquent is Danny. Now, uh, as we get started, I would also like to say, outside of uh, Dave and I both meeting Steve back in 1993, when I was actually doing my graduate studies, before I moved into a, a house on campus, I stayed a semester at Steve's house. He actually uh, put me up. And I appreciate that. As I was making my transition into graduate school, uh, he, both he and his wife, uh, did did everything they could to make me feel uh, very uh, as if I was just a member of the house, very hospitable. And that's one thing you'll notice about uh, Steve and his family. They're always hospitable, always taking people in, feeding them. And that's one thing you'll never, you'll never have to worry about going to their house and not being fed. They're always going to feed you. But housing you, feeding you, and not only that, just making sure that you're taken care of uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So uh, as we get started with this, I just want to say thank you, Steve. Uh, there was a time in my life right when I was getting ready to go to graduate school that you and your wife took me in and uh, you guys did a great job taking care of me. Thank you. Oh, man. Honored to do it, bro. And uh, so proud of you guys, man. And and I'm uh, just grateful for our friendship. Man, my goodness. it's uh, It's been a while, <laughs> but it's been really, really encouraging. Tell, tell us all a little bit about your journey of leadership and how that looked like, how that brought you to Indianapolis and where you're at today. Sure, you know, um, my leadership journey, I, I need to go back. You know, uh, I left home uh, at 18 and I'm uh, from New York originally and, and uh, came out to uh, Indiana State University to uh, focus on getting a degree in, in, uh, in teaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but, you know, as many do, I uh, left home and, and uh, I got into the party scene uh, uh, and just doing some things on campus that I shouldn't have been doing. And my life was uh, basically spinning out of control, you know? And so, um, so really before I talk about leadership, I really got to talk about, you know, uh, being a follower first and, uh, and the need, you know, at that particular time for me to be mentored because at that particular time, I, you know, I was broke, I was depressed and I was suicidal from a number of bad choices uh, that I was making. And so I knew that I needed to make a change. And, uh, and so uh, by God's grace, uh, there were a couple of ministers that uh, had a Bible study in the dorm uh, where I was living and they invited me to come. And I reluctantly came because I wasn't really, you know, into the Bible at that particular time. And, uh, and through, you know, going uh, to, through a series of Bible studies, uh, these two guys took me under their wing. And, uh, and they began to uh, introduce me to the principles of Jesus, and they helped me to see my need uh, for 
you know, for Christ, but, but also to be mentored. And, uh, and so um, that really began my journey. Now, I had some trust issues at that particular time. And one of the profound uh, uh, statements that uh, one of the guys uh, told me at that particular time, he said, Steve, your best wisdom has gotten you here, not your worst wisdom, your best. Don't you think you need to trust and, and listen to somebody? And boy, that was, that was like an epiphany at that particular time. I mean, I was like, wow. And, and that really began my journey towards being mentored and, uh, and submitting to somebody else's leadership. And, uh, and so from that point, that grew into uh, being led, being trained, and all of those different type of things. So that really began my leadership journey. Steve, what have been some of the stops you've had since you've been in the full-time ministry? Where have you served? Which cities, which countries have you been to? Yeah, uh, spent a couple of years in Washington, D.C., uh, serving in the, uh, of course, that's where, you know, uh, we met. And um, we were in uh, Chicago for a little bit. Uh, we were missionaries over in London, England. Uh, spent some time uh, in Virginia Beach, and um, we were also in Cincinnati. And we have been, you know, like you guys mentioned, we've been, you know, all over the world in terms of leadership conferences and that type of thing. We, uh, we've been to Singapore and Jerusalem and Kiev and, and Jamaica and uh, all different types of places and uh, been, been able to experience all different types of cultures and and um, styles of leadership and all different types of things. So we've been very, very blessed in a big way. Well, we're definitely encouraged to have you here. And as you've already alluded to earlier, this is why we wanted to bring you on. We wanted to talk about mentorship. I don't wanna call it a dying art. I do believe that we're starting to see a rise in professionals understanding the value that comes from getting people in their life that can mentor them. And some of them, even along Dan's lines, have really sought out becoming mentors. So we wanted to bring you on to talk about it. But before we do go any further into your life, your experience, perhaps some of your stories that you might share with our audience, I want to start with this scripture. And there's actually two of them I'm going to share today because it just really made me think about our relationship and how much you help mentor us. But this one here, we all know very well. And it comes from the book of Proverbs when King Solomon penned this. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Mm. There's a perspective that even in the Iron Age, the blacksmiths there, that in order to bring an edge to an iron tool, that they would need another object, another sense of force that one, once applied can help shape that into a sharpened tool. And so there you get elements of iron, challenging elements of iron in order to achieve the objective goal, which is a sharpened tool that can be used. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to our lives, when it comes to professionally asking ourselves, how do we become the best, best version of us? What do we do when we feel dull? How do we get about our purpose and accomplishing our goals? That's really the concept of why we wanted to bring you on. So Steve, I've got to ask, how would you define what mentoring is and why is it important? Well, first of all, you know, mentoring is basically an experienced and trusted advisor, counselor, consultant, uh, guide, you know, whatever synonym that you want to, you know, uh, um, you know, put out there, the, who's going to help you uh, understand your strengths, your weaknesses, your blind spots, they have a, uh, they, they want to help you, you know, they, they want to help you to be the best, you know, that, that you can be. And, um, and I go back to my, I go back to my own situation, you know, I, I needed some people that were further along up the mountain, so to speak, because basically that's what we're all doing, right? I mean, I, I envision, you know, we're climbing this mountain of success, and, uh, and you have some guys, I mean, they're a little bit, you know, further up the mountain than you are. So they see stuff that you don't see. 
And so they can look down and say, hey, man, you know, no, that's not you don't need to, you know, latch on to that that rock right there. You need to get onto that one over there. OK. And uh, so they see how you're coming up. And, and so and, and, and that's that's the value, you know, of having some people in your life. They're just a little bit further down the road than you. I still, after, after 41 years um, of my mentors are still alive. I still call them. I still get advice from them uh, on all different aspects <clears throat> of my life. And uh, it's amazing how one conversation that's so much wisdom in one conversation has to totally changed the direction of my life from just talking to my mentors who I know they, they love me, they care for me, they want me to be, they, they've, uh, they've been with me for years now. And, uh, and so, uh, so when it comes to defining mentorship, you know, that's the definition, just an experience and trusted advisor. Why is it so important? Because we all need help. I mean, look, LeBron might be the best on the planet, but he still needs he still needs a coach, right? I mean, he still needs a coach. You got sometimes things aren't going all that great out there, on, you know, on the floor. You got to take a timeout, get the troops over, and 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 the coach is saying, okay, you got to do this, 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 and this. They're doing this. We got to change this. I mean, even the best, even the best of the best, they need guidance. They need, um, you know, they need input, you know, and advice as well. This is Danny. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I just love that story. Every, every individual who is the top ranked athlete around the world, they all have coaches. Even the best tennis players, the best baseball players, the best basketball players, as you said, there could be one little area of your game that could be fine-tuned. And if you are the best athlete in the world, you want to be the best, you want to stay the best. If there's one area of your game that you can get – more work on you are going to go after it no one needs to motivate you to do that you're going to want to do that but it takes a coach with that special eye to be able to see that you said something that was very interesting you said um back in your early days of college that your greatest wisdom is what got you where you are today <laughs> i thought that was quite that is quite hilarious because sometimes when you look at our lives i don't need help i don't need anyone to tell me what to do and then when you take a step back if you're able to take a step back you realize Oh my gosh, my greatest wisdom is the reason why I'm in this mess. <laughs> I thought that was quite hilarious. Um, so as you're, as you're talking about these great athletes having to have a coach so that they can stay the best and continue to be the best, what is it that causes an individual to say, you know what, I want to bring someone underneath my wing or I want to mentor somebody because I went through the school of hard knocks. I know what it was like and I see this individual has potential. And I want to save that individual some heartache. What causes an individual to say, I want to be a mentor or, or go from a position of leadership, but yet really take somebody underneath the wing? Because you've done that with me. You've done that with Dave. You've done that with hundreds of people that I know and I personally have met uh, throughout the years that we've known each other. But what is it that causes a leader to say, I'm ready to take somebody underneath me? Well, I think, uh, you know, just wanting to give back. I mean, you realize what what mentorship did for you and how <clears throat> and how it helped you and uh and i mean and again you know in, in i mean i'm a minister isn't that and uh you know i'm constantly trying to imitate you know who i believe the most perfect person that's ever lived on the planet and that's jesus christ and that's what he did and uh you know he took 12 guys under his wing and trained them <clears throat> gave to them served them ministered to them Help them to see their strengths, help them to see their weaknesses. And they went on to, you know, turn the world upside down, you know, in many different ways. And, and, and so I think that I think that that's what it's all about. It's 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 wanting, you know, it's it's wanting to give back to people. It's wanting to help people. You want people to be successful. And it's not just in one particular area in area of their life. I mean, I think that's. Part of the challenge of what happens out there sometimes is that a leader can be very, very effective in business and he's successful in business, but he's failing at home. And and that's I mean, that's not good. You know, that's not good. Or you can be you know, you can be successful in business, but maybe you're failing, you know, with your with your kids. Yeah. 
in uh, you know in the ministry, we're looking at you know the whole person, and uh, we're wanting to make sure that you're not you know so invested over here that you're neglecting this over here, because if you're neglecting family, that's going to affect your business, and uh, and so you know so again you know to answer your question, uh, it's just it's just wanting to give back and wanting to help. I love that. This is Danny again. I, I will tell you that there's no one that says, hey, you know what? I'm just going to sacrifice my whole week, a couple hours to help people just because it's on my checklist. It, it, you have to have the right heart, that right desire to help people because you see, sometimes you see greatness in them and mm-hmm. they can't see it. Mm-hmm. They don't even believe in it. Right. And they need somebody who they look up to, to let them know, I see this greatness in you. I see this amazingness that can come out of you. Absolutely. And I know it can be done. And I would tell you from personal experience, even when I was uh, back in 91, when I first enlisted in the, in, the, in the military, and then I went to boot camp, I remember that the drill sergeant would just yell at everybody. It didn't matter how, how well you were put together, how polished you were. You just got yelled at from the time you woke up in the morning at 4 o'clock they threw a garbage can down the, down the aisle to wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tell you how bad you are before you even had a chance to get the, the boogers out of your eyes. And <laughs> would walk outside all tired, like, what am I doing? And they say, okay, time to exercise. And you're just like, I'm still trying to wake up. It's exercise yeah. time. And you look <laughs> right. at the individuals and you don't understand why they're pushing you, why they're making you march. I remember we marched for, for like four hours straight with a, a, a big, a whole bunch of rocks in our rucksack. And why are we marching so long? Why can't we sleep? Why do we have to get up at four o'clock in the morning? We didn't understand why. We just did it. Yep. That's and right. then the, the simulation came along with battle. And this is when you guys, the Gulf, first Gulf War came on back when we started going overseas in the Middle East. And now we understood why. At any moment in time, a bomb can be dropped. At any moment in time, you need to be out and out of your bed, active, ready to go. There's no time to wake up, try to get the things out of your eye. You just have to be ready to go. And that's when we saw the seriousness of everything. Now when I think about the business world and I think about how we're being trained and even growing up in the ministry, there's a spiritual war going on. There's a war going on in your family. You may do a great job at work, but there's a war going on at home in your family with your kids, your spouse. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we need a leader or a mentor to help us get focused, to help us be ready to help us understand that the battle is still going to mm-hmm. help us move forward. And these are one of the things I really appreciate all throughout life is your energy level. When it comes to your leader, no one, no one I know has been as energetic, has been as on fire to really get people excited about climbing and taking that hill. Look, we might die, but you're like, no, give that great speech. Let's go take that hill. And we take that hill. I want to say that, all throughout my life, Steve, you have been this person That's true. Who, who gives that fourth quarter, that less than 50 seconds left in the ball game, that we're down by one field goal, we're down by seven points, whatever it is. You're that coach that comes in there and gets everyone motivated, riled, and fired up and ready to take that hill. Uh, that's my personal experience, Steve. I just want to throw that out there with you. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I really appreciate it. And I'm not looking, you know, to, you know, when you're, when you're looking at the end of your career, you know, you don't want to crawl, you know, into the end zone. I mean, you know, you want to, I mean, you, you want to run into the end zone and you want to spike the ball, man. I mean, it's like, Hey, you know, I've done it. And, uh, and so, but I think you gotta, con- you, you gotta continue challenging yourself. And, mm. and, uh, that's, I have to do that for myself. You know, so any push-up contest, bro. (laughs) I think the push-up contest. You remember we used to do the push-up contest. I love that. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. This is is David, and because Dan had a personal story and done everything from like trying to get in in the gym doing karate, you've done mixed martial arts. I mean, you've done it all, bro. And I love that about you. You reinvented yourself over and over again because you've gone after trying to find that edge, and you realize that even as you mature in different seasons of your life, that that drive as dan mentioned is what inspires other men and women to say i want to learn from you now i got to share a story because this this was still to this day probably my favorite well one probably my favorite conversation that the three of us had 
And when I think about mentorship, this scripture came out. I'm going to tell you how you presented this to us. Okay. In James chapter one, what I love is you, you know, you showed us the scripture from the book of James. You said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because the, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if you remember this, when we were sitting there our freshman year at Howard, you were showing us this passage and you were talking about not giving up, not giving, not giving to exhaustion, fear, not thinking about these things. And we were driven by nature already, but this is really something where you set the stage and you talked about Lee Haney and going after Mr. Olympias. He got eight in a row, I believe, at one time, or at least he won that many. And you were talking about how he's just looking at the other bodybuilders. It's like, yeah, he's really good. His arms are great, but he's lacking definition in his back. And, oh, look at his shoulders. Look at those legs, you know. But he said, but Lee would come up and say, I got it all together. I'm the complete package. And you were sharing with us about how we couldn't rely on just our strengths. That yeah. Dan and I had to go after areas that we weren't comfortable in so we could be more complete and more mature as leaders. And I will always remember that, Steve, that, that devotional, that training that you gave the two of us. And that, to me, that's probably one of my favorite memories of you teaching us as a mentor to mentee. Now, I've got to ask this, though, because for so many younger leaders, or even professionals that are leading companies, I'll talk about peer advisor groups, CEO groups like Vistage, et cetera, these groups that are out there, they want to be better. They want to be known in their field as experts and subject matter leaders. What do, what do these mentors get personally from that? What do you get from that, Steve? When you go and think about mentoring guys like myself and, and Dan, what do you get out of it? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Oh man, <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's just the joy, you know, of seeing people what what I get out of it. It's just the joy of seeing people develop, you know. You know, guys, so many times, and I, I, I always, I have to always go back to, and I revisit my time, you know, when I was, when I was 19, and it was such a profound, it was such a profound and defining time in my, in my life. And um, I mean, <clears throat> I was in a very, very dark place. And, and there are a lot of people like right now that are they're in some very, very dark places, you know. And so, you know, so when you have a couple of guys that they come into your life, they take the time. I mean, you know, these guys were meeting with me at least, you know, on a, on a, on a week. They were meeting with me on a weekly basis for at least an hour or two, teaching me, counseling me, training me, helping me, you know, and those type of things. And so when I, when I look at what all of that did for my life, it literally changed the trajectory of my life. I was going south and their influence took me north. Okay. And, uh, and so uh, what, what did they get out of it? Well, the tremendous joy of seeing a young man who was no longer thinking about killing himself, 
but actually <clears throat> was now being used by God in order to change the world. And so <clears throat> I don't know what a lot of a lot of people get out of it, you know, I, you know, but I know what I get out of it. And, um, and that's just seeing people develop, man, seeing people change. Uh, I, I want, you know, I, I want people to have the best marriages that they can have, because I know what it's done for my life. <clears throat> you know, when your kids, when you don't, you know, I sent my, you know, uh, you know, uh, two of my kids, uh, you know, already out of college, it was so great to send them off to college and not to have to worry about them getting into the party scene like what I got into. And, and, and why, why did I not have to worry? Well, because I know that their convictions were rooted you know, in uh, Jesus's principles. They had very, very deep convictions. But even when their, grand, you know, their grandma would ask me, well, you know, aren't you worried you know, about your son? He's down there at IU and it's a big, IU is one of the big party schools you know, in, you know, in the nation. And I said, absolutely not. I have no, I, he knows, he has his convictions. He knows what his priorities are. He's been living them. And, uh, and so I'm not worried about that. You know, so, so when I think about your question, um, that, that's, that's what I get out. Just the joy of seeing people develop. This is Danny. And I wanna uh, just take a little bit different uh, path at this moment. One of the things that I've known Steve about is his desire to consume knowledge. I, I think the reason why Jenny and I read so many books a month, we, we do two audio books a month, we read one physical book a month, is because of Steve. He had developed this appetite to want to consume knowledge. Every chance I was at, not in graduate school and I come to visit, he's like, look, let's go. I'm like, where are we going? And we're going to Barnes and Noble, we're gonna to go to the bookstore. I'm like, what are we doing? He, he had to read his books and he has to get his coffee. And so he actually set up in his basement a, a Starbucks yep. in Starbucks his basement <laughs> with the tables that he actually there. From, from Starbucks. They gave him the tables and the chairs. And so here's Steve, two, three books, always consuming books. Every time you ask Steve, where's Steve? He's not around. And you call him, he's at the bookstore. This That's is right. where the guy lives. He lives at the bookstore. So it's no surprise that Steve has a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom because he's read and a lot of knowledge and wisdom written by other individuals, other people. And not only that, it has allowed Steve to write some books. And one thing I will tell you is that is one of the main reasons why I consume lots and lots of material every day. People always ask me, Danny, why are you always reading a book? I'm mowing the grass. Why are you listening to an audiobook? I'm driving in the car, my kids, Dad, why are you listening to that audiobook? It, it doesn't matter. There's some type of audiobook going on or physical book every single day. And yep. one thing I will say is Dave and I were writing a book. We're actually writing two books. And Steve has actually uh, graciously have decided to assist us. And he is actually writing the forward <laughs> in one of our books. Yep. And when you see the book come out, just know that we, we are so grateful for Steve in our lives. He has been a great mentor for us. But Steve, I want to ask you, do you believe that you are continuing to have to learn every day and all the things that you're learning, do you feel like, okay, I want to go ahead and apply that to the people that I'm mentoring? Is that why you're reading more? Because you want to stay on top? You want to be on top? What is it that's driving your knowledge? And then how are you giving that knowledge back to the people that you're mentoring? <clears throat> well, first of all, you know, I, I, I just want to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imitate Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I'm, 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 I want to be the best <clears throat> disciple of him that I, that I possibly can be. And so I'm reading, um, <clears throat> and that's why I consume knowledge. I mean, right now I'm in my, in my room and I'm, let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, 10. So there's 10 books on my bed right now. And, uh, <clears throat> and so how I do it, because I get bored easily, I'll, I'll read a little one book, then I'll go to another book, then I'll go to another book, then I go to another book. <laughs> so there you have it, man, I'm looking at 10 books on my, uh, you know, on my bed right now that I'm you know, going through. And, um, <clears throat> but, you know, by by consuming all that, you know, consuming that knowledge, I'm able to constantly be giving to people. And I'm constantly sending, uh, <clears throat> you know, books to people. You know, I send books to you guys still. Yep. 
you know, I, I think I've probably done that in the last month, you know, and hey, you know, here's a new book. Check this like, out. Have you read this yet? Where are you at in the book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, you know, you, you guys know that, um, you know, there's so much there's so much great information out there. One line, mm, you know, in a book can change your life. Yeah. One of my favorite Proverbs is uh, Proverbs 1522. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one of the first Proverbs that I was taught when I was 19, is the power of getting advice. Mm-hmm. And through that time, you know, I've learned to, you know, I, I'm not sure how, you know, I'm calling my mentor, not sure about this. What do you think? You know, and he's sharing wisdom with me right there something that I can apply, <clears throat> you know? So, so that's why I consume that knowledge is uh, not only for, you know, my own benefit, but also it enables me uh, to continue to be able to give, to be able to help and uh, to see people, you know, consume that knowledge themselves and transform. And then they're passing it on, you know, they're passing it on to their circle of friends and uh, which is really, really exciting to me. I appreciate it, Steve. This is David. And it's good to be able to hear that there's a drive within you to say, as I grow, I, will, I don't want to keep it just to myself. Mm-hmm. I want to give it to the next generation of leadership. And this is really where I feel like we're starting to progress more in the business community, at least for this generation. And there is this perception out there that these young people don't want advice. They don't want help. No, they're confident. They're driven. They don't want to be uh, handheld. And one thing I appreciate about the way you mentored myself and my twin was that you gave me a lot of wiggle room to make my decisions, my decisions. You said, Dave, here's my thought. Here's what I think. And you never made me feel bad. Even when I made a mistake through the decision I made. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I can think about even certain ministry jobs and positions and moves. And you're like, yeah, take it, Dave. Or Dave, this might be a good fit. And I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that one. And it probably was the best fit for me. Or Dave, I don't know about that move. I took it anyways. It wasn't the best move at all, but you've never once said, man, you should have taken my advice, bro. You never did that. And I really respect that about you because you make it about them. This is their life, their choices. This is why it's so important. What I wanted to ask Steve is how would you define what a successful and yes, I'm going to add another word, healthy mentorship looks like. How would you define what a healthy and successful mentorship is in your own words or from your experience? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, Healthy uh, mentorship. I I think you have to have great communication. Um, I think you have to have great communication from the very, very beginning. First of all, you know, what is the uh, mentee looking to, what, what are they wanting, you know, or, and, and, and what am I, you know, expecting? And um, so there has to be, crystal clear expectations. So I'll give you an example of something that I just recently uh, went through. A few months ago, about uh, four months ago, uh, I chose six guys out of our congregation, you know, to go through what I called a a public speaking boot camp. Okay. And uh, so anything, you you know, anytime you have boot camp attached to anything, you know, it's going to be intense. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's why there's, that's why you had all those rocks on your back, bro, getting up at four in the morning because <laughs> it's boot camp. And, um, but from the very, but from the very, very beginning, these guys are wanting to speak better. And, uh, and so I gave them very, very crystal clear uh, expectations. You know, number one, be on time. Okay. <clears throat> number two, uh, each of you guys, are going to learn to do a speech for, you know, you're going to learn how to do a three-minute speech. You're going to learn how to do a five-minute speech. If you go over a second, you fail, okay? There's no grace, all right? And, uh, and so, you know, like the first, you know, couple of times that they went, uh, that they spoke for either three to five minutes, they went over because I wanted them to know what three minutes feels like. Mm. I want them to know what five minutes feels like. So if you go into a corporation and they say to you, hey, listen, we want you to speak for it. We only have two minutes, okay? You know that you're gonna be able to speak for two minutes because you know know what that feels like. You know the importance. 
They have a schedule that they have. You know, they've got a lot of things going on. They don't need to give somebody a 15 minute speech, you know, who's gonna take 25 minutes and uh, that's disrespecting their time. Okay, and so, uh, and then I would give them at the end of each speech, I would give them a strength and I would give them uh, a, a weakness. You know, so, and we had a, we had a great time. We, they, they grew a lot. It was only six weeks. We crammed in a whole lot, but <clears throat> that relationship, it went well because there was great communication. Very, they knew what I expected from the very, very beginning. Uh, we were going to have fun and, uh, and there was going to be a lot of growth. And, uh, and so I think any type of uh, mentoring relationship, you have to have great communication. There's got to be clear expectations. This is David again, Steve. And I love how you added that the expectations have to be agreed to and you have to have a high level of communication. There can't be misunderstandings. It can't be, well, I thought we were meeting on Tuesday. No, no, it was Thursday. You've got to respect the discipline of coming together and agreeing because really mentorship is a partnership. That's right. When you look at someone mentoring you, they're giving up of their time, their resources, their knowledge to help you. You've got to be in agreement with what that's going to look like. So what I want to do, Steve, is break down a couple of things that you mentioned earlier. And I want to go a little deeper into defining a successful and healthy mentorship we talk about communication we talk about expectations but let's talk about expectations from this standpoint when you're a professional in the corporate world and you're thinking about where you want to go there needs to be a plan in place for that growth mm -hmm. when you're on the mountain so to speak that analogy used earlier there's a plan for how to scale that mountain in the most efficient and effective way you go up too fast and you're actually going to suffer physically you're going to be in a position where you actually might hurt yourself especially if you come down too fast, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so much that goes into understanding experience. So let's talk about what do we mean by planning for spiritual growth and what we call professional growth. One of the things that I look at when I was asking a, a leader to uh, help me mentor me professionally, he asked me, where do I want to be in six months? Where do I want to be in a year? And we kind of worked backwards. We de de deconstructed that process. And that was the plan we put in place. And that plan included how many times I read, how many times I had to hit certain benchmarks, how many times I went after my sales leader and grabbed one-on-ones. So there were plans in place that he helped me to establish so I can get that out and go. How do you help develop plans for your mentees? Because I know it's not just a, let's just feel good and kumbaya sit around the circle, right? Yep. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really, really great question. And, uh, you know, so, and I can't speak to the, uh, to, to the corporate environment, but I can speak to, you know, what we do. And, uh, and so, for instance, we have a, um, uh, we have, for instance, a, a, a we call it, a, it's a new Christians book. And uh, so, for instance, somebody coming into the church, uh, we have, we give them a, uh, they have a, we put a book in their hand and we explain what this material is all about. Okay, so these are the foundational principles on which uh, you're going to be, you know, we're going to be helping you and training you and mentoring you to build your life. All right. And so, so for instance, right now uh, I get with a, um, a, a group of uh, four guys on Thursday night, uh, every Thursday night from 6.30 to 7.30. And uh, they all have a copy, you know, uh, you know, of, of this, uh, you know of this book right here and uh and we go through it uh every week and uh so we read a chapter and uh we talk about the things that they're getting out of it and you know and so it's it's just a it's a very very focused a very focused time uh, i also have um a, you know uh, another meeting on uh, on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 and then from 10.30 to 11.30. And, you know, so I've got, you know, these different meetings going on. And, and so it's a very, very focused, it's a very, very focused time. And I imagine, you know, that, you know, in the corporate world uh, that if you have, you know, if I'm a, you know, if I'm a manager and I'm wanting, you know, my leaders to, to, to raise up to this particular where I am, I know how to get there. Okay. I, I know how to get there. Yep. It's just like when I'm counseling somebody in marriage, 
it's like, guys, I've been married for 35 years, man. I mean, and, and not only that, I've worked with a lot of couples in terms of what works and what don't, what doesn't work. And, uh, and so I just want to pass on that knowledge so that, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. There are some very, very specific things that we can train you and give you to do. That's going to be a blessing to you. Steve, this is Dave, and I appreciate that. That's awesome to be able to see that you have those structured meetings and that there is a plan in place, regardless if they're a newer member of the congregation or if they've been around. The fact yeah. that you actually took six people and said, let me put you through a public speaking boot camp. I love it. you got to send that material to me anyways, because I do that as a coach. But I'm thinking to myself, I might have. I might need to learn something from the master here, figure out if I'm missing anything. So you got to do that. The other thought that I had was when a mentee comes into a position where he or she is being mentored, the attitude should not be, okay, I'm here. Got my notebook. All right. What's next? No, they've got to be more assertive. I would assume that the mentee should come prepared with key questions Questions about self-awareness, maybe saying here, here's what I've learned about myself since the last time we were together. Maybe it's more of a, hey, to my mentor, what are you seeing in me since we've begun our journey together in this you know, mentorship process? Maybe talking about what are the blind spots that I'm working on? What do you specifically see how I can improve? Perhaps they can even ask something as simple as, Steve, what book should I read? Mm -hmm. So how important is it for the mentee to take on the bulk of the preparation for the relationship than it is just for the mentor. Well, I, I do think that's I do think that's very very important. Um, you know, because after all, I mean, it's you know, you know, it's 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 the it's the mentee. You know that. I mean, my goodness, if someone is taking their time, you know, to uh, out of there, and normally managers and leaders, they've got a lot going on. They, they've got a lot going on, man. Their time is precious. And, uh, and so, yes, the mentees should be coming, you know, with, uh, with questions now, but here's the thing, here's the thing, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you get people, they don't, they don't, they don't really know how to be a mentee, you know, and you really, you have to help them with that as well. You have to, you know, you have to guide them with that. You have to, you have to tell them, okay, listen, you know, um, you know, when we get together, I want you to ask questions, okay? Um, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some homework to do. I'm gonna give you a book to, like for example, you know, one of my favorite uh, authors is John Maxwell. You know, I'm sure you guys know him. And uh, very inspira inspirational, teaches, he's a leadership guru. And uh, so, you know, I've got a few of those books and I'll give them out to, you know, the guys, you know, that I'm training, that I'm mentoring. I'll give them a book and I'll say, okay, I want you to read the book. And uh, when we get together, I want to talk about what are you learning, you know, from it? What are you seeing, you know, in yourself? What weaknesses do you see? What strengths do you have? What do you need help with? Those type of things. So sometimes, you know, you have, we, we, have, a, we have a very individualistic mindset in the West, you know, as opposed to the East. Let's just take, for instance, you know, China, Japan, you know, Korea, they're, they're more community, you know, oriented. I mean, you know, they still use disciple, you know, that, you know, that terminology. Um, they're, they still, you know, they, they understand more of the, the, the teacher-student relationship, you know, and, and all of those different type of things. And it's more community-oriented, you know. So sometimes you don't, you know, in our individualistic mindset here in the West, people don't even know how to be, you know, a mentee, okay? And, and I think, and I found that you got to help them out with that as well. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. 
Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Thank you, Steve. This is Dave. I love I love how Welcome you shared back to that Twins Talk there might be podcast. a different cultural shift, or at least we talk about the Western versus Eastern. And for so many of us, we could say, well, that's a little different. Well, it's different because that's not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that there are great benefits and aspects of what we can learn from other societies, other cultures to say, could we apply that to where we are? So I do appreciate you sharing that. One last thing I was going to ask you about is maybe could you share a little bit about how much as a mentor you share personally? Because I know in this age, there is a sense of, well, we don't want to talk to someone who's going to be super arrogant, know all the answers. And, And think one thing that I appreciated about you is you've not only shared about how you've had incredible successes and victories in your life. You've also shared about mistakes you've made, areas that you felt like you've grown the most. So how much of a mix or balance should mentors consider when they're sharing their own personal experiences to helping these younger or the next generation of thriving leaders? Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great question, bro. <laughs> you know, I found over the years that people are more inspired by your failures than they are about your successes. You know, <laughs> I mean, I could stand up, you know, uh, you know, before a group of people and, you know, and I could share a story, you know, and, and, uh, you know, of, of uh, you know, different successful things. But then I share, you know, a story how I've really blown it. And, and then right after the speech, what do people come up and they, you know, you know, what do they come up and talk to me about? They're like, man, I was just so inspired, man, how you just fell down the mountain. My gosh, man. And, you know, and, and, you know, it just really inspired me how you just fell down, but you got back up, you know, and, right. you know, and, and why is that? Well, because, you know, people, listen, we're failing, we're failing a whole lot more than what we're, than, than we are succeeding. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and when you have, you know, leaders that, you know, share from, they're, they're vulnerable, you know, they realize that, you know, hey, man, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not all of that. I'm just a person that is, uh, I'm striving to be the best that I can be, you know, I'm trying, trying to help people. And, um, but when you, but I, I found, and again, with the, the leaders in, in my life, their openness, their vulnerability, the challenges that they've had in business, the mistakes that they've made, you know, financially in their marriage, you know, with their kids. And yet, and yet that they overcame those things, how they work through those things. Those are the things that are inspirational because you're going to have, you know, you're going to blow it. You're going to make mistakes and that's fine. But you learn from those and you keep moving forward. And, uh, and so I think that's why those things, it's, it's very, very important for leaders uh, to share not only successes, but you, you got to share your failures as well. Yep. <clears throat> this is Danny. I want to carry on with that theme real quick, because if you see a company make a mistake, typically the CEO, he or she will get in front of the camera um, and they'll either uh, explain the mistake, they will put it underneath the rug or whatever it may be. And what they've noticed is that they've lost followers. They've lost the audience. It is better to come out clean, yep. apologize, yep. put an action plan in place on how you're going to correct that so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is that <clears throat> when leaders actually take that initiative, people appreciate that. They feel close to that company. They feel close to that brand. They understand that they're taking steps to make things right. But when they hide and when they decide not to tell the truth or decide to blame somebody else but themselves, they lose people. They lose the respect. They lose the audience. 
And in fact, the brand takes a big nosedive. And one of the things you said was very clear. And this is what I coach on every day. I coach leaders all the time and specifically sales leaders. And I tell them, look, when you make a mistake, your team needs to know that one, you made a mistake, two, you're apologizing about it, three, you have a plan put in place, and four, that you still need them in order to make sure the company hits their revenue targets. Yep. When the leader hides and decide not to tell the truth or blame another sales rep, they'll notice that those individuals leave. Yeah. And, and one, that's why I really appreciate what you said. That, what's, that is really what makes me love following even more when I see that that person is real. It is so easy for me to follow a person when I know that they're real, that they have their ups and they have their downs. And one thing about you, Steve, that has always been the case since we've known you is you've never hidden. You've always been real. Mm-hmm. You've always talked about your good, your bad. And not only that, you've always showed our good and our bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like it was a, a chance to be closer to you, a chance to know who you really are. Even to this day, as you said, you have Texas books, you have Texas um advice, your Texas guidance, your Texas, what you're thinking, what you're going through, your Texas, even questions about your kids. And what do you think? You guys are younger than me. Like, we're not that much younger than you. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, so I really appreciate that. And that's what makes me feel that people want to follow the leader more. So as an individual decides they want to be a mentor, for example, what advice do you have for that individual who wants to be a mentor? Do you tell them, look, you have great wisdom, great knowledge, but every now and then you got to let the person in. What, what type of advice would you give someone for the very first time who says, I am ready to now be a mentor, like your son, who great, great young man, great ethics, great values. Um, I'm proud of the man he's, he has become. But even he if, he, if he wanted to mentor somebody, for example, what advice would you give somebody who wants to be a mentor, who really has a desire to want to help lift people up? Well, there's so many things that you, you know, shared there, bro. And, uh, you know, in relation to, uh, you know, companies and making mistakes, listen, man, you know, you can't, uh, uh, you can't put a price tag on authenticity, integrity, um, you know, because if you don't, <clears throat> if, if you shirk on integrity, those type of things ruin your credibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people know it, man, they know it. They can feel it. But when you just come out and you just say, look, I, you take responsibility. There's no excuses. And, um, you know, you blew it. You know, people just see, okay, people can deal. They want the truth, man. You know, they want the truth. They just, they want to know, you know, that the people that they are being led by, they, they, they are, they're trustworthy. If you don't have trust, you have, you don't have anything, you know, you know, you don't have anything, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have trust, you know, and the way to, the way to establish that trust is just to be real. And uh, you're sharing the good, you know, the bad and the ugly. If I'm, you know, giving some advice, you know, for a person that wants to be a mentor, you gotta be an example. You gotta be an example. You know, a few months last year, our elders and our staff got together and uh, I'll share this really, really quickly. And uh, we said, okay, of all the books we've read, conferences we've been to, parenting workshops, everything, what are the three most important things that will give their parents, give parents that they can pass on to their children that are going to help their kids, you know, to make some of the best decisions. Okay. One of them was be an example in your home. We know that more, more is caught than taught Mm. more is caught than taught you know you can be saying all the right stuff okay hey you know you guys need to be you know you guys need to be there on sunday you need need to be there on sunday you need to be there on sunday but you're not there on sunday what do the kids you know pick up from that well work is more important than than church Mm. okay you you're telling them all the right things but what are they going to follow they're going to follow your example Okay. And so what's the most important thing, you know, for a person to be a mentor, you know, be an example, be real. All right. Be, uh, and, and be a person uh, that is trustworthy. Well, this is Danny. I will tell you that uh, I'm, I'm blown away because your kids, they see everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not just what 
they see and hear you say in front of people, they actually see it at home. All the dirty laundry is in the house. Yep. You have a leader come in and give a speech, for example. The employees know what's really going on. They see everything at work. Mm-hmm. So you, you put on a great speech, whatever it may be. People aren't, they don't really care about that if they don't feel like you're real. They don't feel like you're authentic. And, and it's very, very important as a leader when you're being mentored that you see that as an example. And then you as well, take it and do it, do it as well. That's that discipleship relationship. You see the leader do something and then you go imitate that and you do that as well. And that's one thing I will say that Dave and I have known you for a long time. And is that you've always led by example. When we got up early in the mornings to go pray, to go, go, go uh, out in the nature and go walk, got up early in the mornings, go out and have a quiet times. It wasn't because you said, go do it. You, yep. you did it. We saw the example. We wanted to be great and we did it as well. When it came to reading books, hey, Dan, I'm going to read all these books. What are you reading? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I better go get some books. It's like, if I want to get be great, I know that this is what you're doing. I'm going to do it as well. It, these are great examples of what it means to be a mentee and what it means to be a mentor. And I believe that when an individual sees that you as a leader really believe in them, it gives them that sense of motivation that you want to do more. And I will tell you from the time that we first met you, even to now, you're always giving a little bit and a little bit, a little bit to where I'm like, you know, I got to go after this. I have to take it. Even the last book that you challenged us to read and I went to get the book and we had, we had these little text conversations about it. I was really, I was like to a point like, look, you're not telling us to get a book. You're going to ask us questions. Have you read this? Have you done this? To make sure that we stay on top of it. And it only only takes two seconds. And I want the audience to know, if you have wisdom in your life, if you have a business or you have a position that you've been successful in and you decide to mentor somebody, it is not always a position where you have to take weeks and hours out of your schedule to help somebody. It could be a text message. It could be a challenge. And it's a follow-up. That is really what it means to be a great leader. Even though Steve lives so far away from David and myself, we are still able to stay in contact through a text message, through a phone call, through a voicemail once every couple of months or once a month. And that's enough of the challenge to continue to keep pushing us higher and higher and higher. So don't believe that you have to give up your whole life, everyone, to help somebody. Remember, it's not just what people see in public. It's also what you do on the background. Our kids, every morning, before they, go, before they do anything, they know their beds need to be made. Mm-hmm. I learned this in the Army. Our drill sergeant will walk down. If your bed was not nice and tight and he can't bounce a quarter off it, he'll take the whole bed and flip it over and say, do it all over again. <laughs> why, why was that important? Because he said, look, when you first start your day, you have accomplished something. That's yeah. right. And sometimes we need that momentum to say, mm. I've accomplished, I've accomplished, I've accomplished, to continue to go after the more difficult things in life. Before we even talk of the world, did we pray? Did we have our time with God in the Bible? Why? Why is it so important? So we can say we accomplished something. So we can say that we've done something to help propel us. And one thing I would say, Steve, from the time we've met you to now, you've always instilled that into us. And when right. you first wake up in the morning, what have you accomplished? What little thing have you done? Have you fixed your bed? Have you, have you read your Bible? Have you prayed? Why? Because that's going to give us that momentum to accomplish even more things throughout the day. And I would say, Steve, that is one thing I remember you by more definitively. There was a, as you're saying that, there was a quote that popped in my head uh, by Benjamin Franklin, actually, it was just kind of funny. He said, tell me, and I forget. Teach me and I might remember. Involve me and I learn. And that's really the key. We want to thank you so very much, Steve, for joining David and myself on our Twins Talk It Up podcast. You have been our great mentor to us from the very beginning when we first met you back in college. Uh, Philippians 1.6 comes to my mind that you wrote into my Bible to help me to make sure I can continue the journey. And I want to thank you so very much for being a guest, a special guest. to help our audience understand the need to be mentored. It is a privilege. It is an honor to grow. Mm. And if you want to be better as an individual, go after the mentorship, get the coaching. If you need to know where to get coaching, just reach out to David, reach out to myself, or even go to our website and then go and look and, and fill out the form and we'll reach out to you as well. Steve, thank you so very much. We appreciate you. We love you, bro. You have been phenomenal special guest to us you've always motivated us you've been a great mentor to the both of us as well and i like to hopefully say that i was the better mentee (laughs) but we were dave and i can always fight about that one ourselves as well so thank you very much for attending and being a special guest to the twins talking about podcast 
We appreciate you. We look forward to having you on again in the future. So great to be able to spend time with you. And, and uh, uh, you guys are in my prayers. I'm so proud of you and thankful for your families. And, and uh, I look forward to, uh, to getting more time together uh, in the future. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.